Today's episode is brought to you by Flats, a Chicago-based apartment community. Welcome to the Pivot Arts Podcast, where you'll find innovative performances plus interviews with artists and experts. I'm Julianne Ayer, the director of Pivot Arts. This episode, Sound Ecology, is a continuation of season two's theme, Art Meets Science. Today, we're moving at a meditative pace. You'll experience a soundscape created by musicians Angela James and Jordan Martins, as well as an interview and experience with sound artist Norman Long. So sit back, relax, and if you'd like, close your eyes. First up is Shivering Sands, the ambient music project of singer-songwriter Angela James and multi-instrumentalist Jordan Martins. The piece you're about to experience is entitled Bowls and is intended to aid you in quiet contemplation.
Norman W. Long is a sound artist whose practice involves walking, listening, improvising, performing, recording, and composing to create sound environments. His album Black, Brown, Gray, Green was released in September 2021. You can find his full bio on our website at pivotarts.org. Norman Long, it is such a privilege and a pleasure to be with you today. I've heard about your work for some time now, and I'm so excited to get to chat with you more. Thanks for being here today. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Good to be here. Well, I'm fascinated that you have training in the visual arts. You have a master's in landscape architecture. You have such a varied background that to the layperson like myself doesn't appear directly related to sound composing. Talk to me a bit just about how your sound work is influenced by the visual arts world as well as landscape architecture. How how does that all come together for you in your sound work? I've been recording spaces and recording myself walking through spaces. And we're talking about not only spaces, but uh, particular places and neighborhoods uh, walking through. So it's like a lot of it had to do with recording walks that I had done when I was living in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. So I had been fascinated with sort of like making sort of like these sound pieces or performances based on walking. So you're hearing different me going through different spaces and situations. So that's kind of like how it started off. And then once I started studying uh, landscape architecture, I had studied with a photographer, someone who was very interested in field recording herself, Andrea Hammer. And then we started incorporating sort of like the formal sort of aspects of acoustic ecology, which is basically how we're connecting sound, how people connect with each other through sound and how they understand spaces or places through sound. And I thought that was a really important concept and uh, practice because acoustic ecology incorporates not only scientific or ecological things, but also um, creative ways of recording, not sort of recording, but of discussing um, space and how we relate to it. For sure. I I love this idea of landscape ecology, and I know that that's been a huge influence in your most recent work on the southeast side of Chicago. I recently just listened to your album, Black, Brown, Gray, Green, on your YouTube channel, and there's such an intricate conversation happening in between the natural world, more industrial-like sounds, What's the conversation you're aiming to have with black, brown, gray, green? A lot of it had to do with multiple sort of access points, multiple meanings of black, brown, gray, green. It sort of signifies, you know, the kind of community that it is. 
also black as the soil, brown as in um, brown and gray, other brown fields or gray fields, land that is uh, polluted. Green is sort of like the way everything, the environment should look or or had looked in the past. And uh, sort of like also what it means to uh, have this landscape being recovered. And also the way that was important to me was that the process that I have, that black and brown spaces can also be green spaces and green spaces can also be black and brown spaces when you talk about culturally. It's still, I think now people are kind of understanding that a little bit more and um, people are now paying attention to communities of color that are wanting their uh, communities to be a lot greener. So that's really important. Yeah, it feels like there's several layers of conversation happening in the piece, like you said, about, you know, who are the people that are living in those neighborhoods, as well as just what is the landscape and kind of the, the mix of nature sounds and how it collides with those industrial sounds was really moving to me. Tell us a little bit more about these sound walks. I've read about them, but oh, sure. had not had the chance to participate. What did that experience look like? What a sound walk is, is sort of like a guided listening experience that someone takes you on through a particular place. And what you're really looking, what, what you're actually listening to is how the space sounds and how you're moving through it and how your movement affects how things sound. So are, are people who are on the walker, they, do they have headsets on and they're listening to audio or you're just guiding them through a neighborhood and making them aware of sounds that they're hearing along the way? When I say a listening spirit, it's like, you know, sort of like unmediated. So you no know, headphones, it's pretty much silent. You are listening to the environment that is around you. How I lead people is I introduce myself, tell people what the sound walk is, talk about the space that they're in, and then I lead them into a breathing exercise. Um, this is before we start walking. So it's a breathing exercise sort of like, so we can sort of like uh, prepare ourselves to listen. We then go into... Uh, a couple of ear calibration exercises. Well, ear calibration means we're preparing ourselves to listen to the sounds that are in our environment. So what I do is I have people listen to the closest thing that they can hear, just focusing. So it's like kind of like ear focusing. Focus on something that's near to you. And then after that, you're focusing on the sound that's further away. So now you are more sensitive to the sounds that you'll be walking into. I mean, everybody does sound walks differently. Everyone has spaces that they walk in. Every space is different. How I choose a space, I like places that have different sounds in different spaces of it. For instance, one of the walks that I found really interesting was one in a Ukrainian village where we walk from an art gallery to the park. 
and you're going through different spaces, you're going through a commercial space, residential space, then a park space, and it's all particularly different soundscapes, but, you know, different places, but they're all within the same community. That's a really good way to understand how a community is, is, is built. I love this awareness that you're bringing to everyday life during quarantine when, you know, everything was shut down. I was so hungry for artistic experiences that I was very focused on nature walks, but admit that I was really um, perceiving things more visually. You know, I would look at my surroundings more carefully and just try to be more in the present moment and see architecture in a different way, see nature in a different way. And I love this awareness that you're bringing to the sounds in our in our everyday lives that we so often block out. And that's just something any of us can do at any time. We, you know, we don't necessarily need a guide. It's another way to just be more present in our lives, really. Uh, one of the f- things that I find uh, most valuable is that once you learn how to do a sound walk, you're able to do it on your own and you can lead them in your own communities or in your own groups. So so this experience that you're having doesn't have to be a one-off experience. You can start, you know, doing this with your other, with, you know, they're in your own neighborhoods and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and how great to be able to do that either on your own or, right. or in a community. I've read that you've talked about just certain themes that you grapple with in your work, like memory, space, silence, and the invisible. Yeah. I've seen you quote Ralph Ellison and the invisible man sure. and speaking about your work. Yeah. Can you talk about that connection you feel to memory and the invisible? Why are these such prominent themes for you? Well, sound and recorded sound is a, I find a really great way to um, talk about subjects of memory in history and it being not particularly linear when you talk about history or time or space time not particularly being linear so like for instance the idea of memory and history sort of are sort of not based on a timeline but sort of like stacked up together and sometimes they echo sometimes they repeat and also sort of dealing with your own sort of like self recovery true self that sort of thing Hmm. the invisible they're just things that just aren't noticed or aren't valued. When we talk about my walks or, you know, the sounds that are in my community, there's a, a tendency to think that Black subjectivity or Black art has to be grandiose or something like that. You know, when people will say Black Lives Matter, it's, you know, all aspects of your life. So that idea of that I think that's very much very important so just like those things in your life that are small or like people that that don't see are really important those small things 
how you walk, how you breathe. Your identity is structured. It's not just structured on huge things. Um, it's also structured by you know small things as well. That makes so much sense. And I do feel like your sound work gets us to pay attention to those small things. And also there's so many layers when you're talking about memory and history and time not being linear. I experienced that in an abstract way, just listening to your pieces. There were lots of layers of sound and thinking about it being tied to history uh, and all the different layers that are so present and not present to us, you know, that are lost. It's very evocative, I feel like, of, of the themes that you're you're talking about. And I love what you're talking about with the invisible and really needing to pay attention to the, the small things and not just the huge themes in, in our lives as it pertains to race or, or really just anything. I'm so excited that the second half of our podcast is devoted to one of your sound experiences. Do you want to give us any context to what we're about to experience or how would you like us to experience it? Any thoughts on that at this point? Sure. One of the things I think I should mention, where the area where I'm where I live and where I recorded is in the Lake Calumet area. It was first inhabited by Illinois, Miami, and uh, Potawatomi. I just want to acknowledge that. Uh, number two is that what I've been doing for the last few years, particularly around uh, Big Marsh, was recording and listening to how the uh, landscape and soundscape has changed over the years since the uh, Park District has been um, sort of like uh, remediating the land and the soil and recovering this area. Now, mind you that this recovery is not going to, it's not changing it back to what it used to be, but it's still something that needs to be recovered and made better. So that's really important. And also that the land has been, you know, particularly a lot of it has been damaged by the steel industry, which you'll be listening to, is a recording from Big Marsh. And that is one of the sites that has been uh, reclaimed and re- remediated by the Chicago Park District. Excellent. And, it's a, a, and so that's what I'll be, <laughs> what you'll be listening to. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it and to sharing it with our podcast listeners. And it's been such a pleasure to connect with you today, Norman. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad to have been <laughs> been here and to do it. <laughs> Me too. Following is a sound experience expanded field created by Norman W. Long.
for listening today. To learn more about Pivot Arts and our upcoming events, go to pivotarts.org and click on Get Updates or follow us at Pivot Arts. Today's episode was sponsored by Flats, a Chicago-based apartment community with sound engineering by Hannah Forschler and original music composed by Andrew Hansen. I'm your host and producer for Pivot Arts, Julianne Ayer.